about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 65 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, three stripes. Bill Coors, A2, blue belt, two stripes. Um, it's so a sad day. It's a sad day, Phil. You're right. What uh, what makes it that way? Jeff's idol, mentor, and favorite athlete, person, teacher of all time is stepping down and retiring. I mean, that was strong words. Not strong enough, actually. But um, yes, Gordon Ryan has announced his retirement from competitive jujitsu thoughts shocking that's your hot take mm. didn't see that coming but yeah I mean if you've he's not the greatest ever he is it he is the greatest ever I don't know if that's true I yeah so yeah I am admittedly a Gordon Ryan fanboy. I mean, cause I felt like in that one seminar that we took down or I took down at Gibson saws with his leg attacks year and a half, two years ago, he was speaking directly to me and not the other 700 people there. Yeah. What, yeah. When did you do that? I don't God, even it's remember. Been, you... It's been like two years ago. Was that before I was training? It, it was before you were interested in leg locks. <laughs> No, it wasn't. I don't think it was before. I think, you know what? I think it was, I think it was February right before I got my blue belt. That's what put you over the top. Probably for, for sure. Yeah, so that look was, at that leg. That, that's what pushed you over the top. <laughs> seminar. Might've delayed it a little while longer, but um, yeah, either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I remember you, I feel like you probably told me about it and I probably just did that blank. Nice. No idea who you're talking about. Look. Yeah, I'm sure of you it. You probably told me, oh, I'm going to a Gordon Ryan seminar. Never heard of him. I'm sure of it. Maybe yeah. we'll even post pictures of that seminar up. That was a good one. Yeah. Because I don't remember you talking about that. Really? Right. Yeah. No. That's weird. Like, I know you did it. Yeah. Um, but that, I feel like that was before my time almost. It was just really, it was really, you know, I was interested in leg locks and, uh, and honestly, I'm super glad I went. Did and you I, do the, did you do the Asheville seminar with leg locks or no? Yeah. With Brad? Yeah. Yeah. You did that one? Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it, it was before I really actually done any leg locks and I was just very interested. I mean, I, done you know straight ankle locks and stuff like that in class and obviously went down that youtube rabbit hole a few times maybe a few hundred times but uh but yeah i went to it and and actually it was really good because he we went over kind of um three basic en entries and then 
and then um, the the finishes to those entries all uh, via inside or outside heel hook. So I mean, it was really cool, and it was you know a lot of the stuff we're looking at with the um, Donaher leg lock enter the system. Uh, you know, went over a lot of those principles as well. And, um, so it was great exposure. I, you know, again, thinking back on it, you know, I don't know that it helped, helped me all that much, but you know, what, what, what do you get out of a seminar? I got, I got a, one of my favorite entries out of it, you know, in, into the leg locks and, and I've been working on that for a while. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was totally worth it. I, I, I don't regret going at all. And plus, how did you feel he was as a teacher? Excellent, man. I mean, like he um, he did probably uh, after he went through all his stuff. He said, "All right, next forty five minutes, guys, is all questions from you guys." And obviously, I had a ton of questions. I had zero questions. I really wanted to have a question, but I didn't because I didn't really <laughs> know enough. And uh, so, you know, that's where I got the lingo down, though. You know, hey, we're in a honey hole, and you're <laughs> I was like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> uh, but but he spent forty five minutes on these individual situations these people would bring up and explain them fully. And I mean, everybody was like, whoa, you know, you could really tell. I I didn't have enough expertise to, to other than to be like whoa, yeah, it's Gordon Ryan. He's handsome. The girl he's doing these moves on is super hot. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, you know, he was very thorough, just like I think that you'd picture anyone who's studied under John Danaher to be. Um, and, and everybody seemed really, uh, excited about all of his answers and, Again, I I didn't understand half of it, but well, probably way less than half of it. But but it still was interesting to see, and it was and and a few of the concepts certainly um, stuck, uh, one or two. And but I'll tell you this: the other thing, the other thing that really stuck with me uh, about that seminar and where I where I really probably first became a, a Gordon Ryan fanboy was a he was super nice, like and he came around, he came around and. And I saw him and he came around and he, he, you know, touched all of us and he, he talked to everyone there and I'm guessing, I'm going to say there was maybe 230, 250 people there. Um, Gibson Saul's place down in Columbia is beautiful, beautiful gym, huge, huge amount of mat space and all of it was taken up hmm. and uh, but the thing that um that i like the best is is afterwards which he certainly didn't have to do he stayed and took a picture with everyone that wanted to take a picture with him obviously me included um but but i just thought you know he was super respectful you know um yeah i'd seen some of his instagram and stuff and i was like well, what's this guy really going to be like and he was uh, you know, and, and I think that you you hear this from anybody who has spoken with him or has taken a seminar from him, but just um, a very nice, genuine kind of guy that uh, that really is devoted to jujitsu and learning about jujitsu and teaching jujitsu, and I, that that's that's why I became such a big fanboy. Is that too much on Gordon Ryan? <laughs> No, I think it's uh, you know, I know you're you're 
you're not really a fan of anybody else or anything else, right? No. Like no sports or anything. No, you don't really care not at all. UFC stuff. You don't have a person, really. No, no. Just Gordon Ryan. Yep, and he retired right in front of you. Listen, folks, and this is not a hot take, by the way. He's going to MMA. There's no. Yeah. Okay. So he'll probably still do a little bit of here and there competitive grappling. He did say in his Instagram post that he was going to uh, do the matches, the super fights that he was already scheduled for in 2020 mm-hmm. for that to finish him up to whatever contracts were in place or anything of that nature. But, um, but you know, it, it, it also all kind of makes sense to doing the whole Bo nickel thing because that gets a broader audience. So now they see, Gordon Ryan's going into MMA and, um, you know, he's got the wrestlers on his side and, and, and being fans and that sort of thing. So, you know, um, I, I mean, I could be wrong on that, but he's said it for years that he, that he wanted to transition to MMA just like Gary Tonin has, um, you know, and, and Gary Tonin's still doing competitive grappling, just had a, a match with Davi Ramos, but actually that, that match was um, in fight to win. I think it was maybe 133 uh, with Davi Ramos got the um, match of the year uh, from, can't remember, maybe, maybe jujitsu times. I can't remember which publication, but major publication gave that Gary Tone and Davi Ramos match. Where does Gary Tone fight though? uh, At one FC. So the um, uh, overseas and he's, I think five and at four and over five and over right now. How much do they have to do before they get to the UFC or would the UFC just let him come in? Cause he's a big name. Well, I mean, or is he really a big name? Well, I don't think he's that big a name. No, I, I don't don't think he's that big a name, but, um, arguably one FC has a bigger audience than the UFC does with yeah. the Asian Pacific market. And they, but also pays better. Um, I think, I think one FC is right up there because you look at the people who've gone over to one FC, uh, Mighty Mouse. No, what Ben when, Askren was. No, Ben Askren was Bellator, wasn't he? I thought he was in One FC. Was he one? Of, maybe he was. I I don't follow Ben Askren. You know, because that's where like the greatest go. Mighty Mouse. Okay, Ben no. Askren. Gordon. Well, now it makes sense that Gordon Ryan would go over there. Right. Right. <laughs> but One FC is a legit organization, and you know it's uh. It's hugely pop, popular in the Asia Pacific area, and and so it makes sense. Uh, the money's there. The, the fighters are are top tier. I mean, um, oh shoot, I'm blanking on his name now. I want to say Eddie Cummings, but that's another of a former Dan Hurd Death Squad. But it was um, a one title contender went over to 1FC and got starched his first fight. I mean, you know, they've got legit competition in 1FC, top mm. tier um, men and women over there. And I think that's I think that's where um, Wei Li Zhang or Zhang Wei Li, whatever her name is, the the champion in the UFC now, the, the women's, um, not Bantamweight. They ever do like UFC versus uh, <coughs> 1FC? Well, they used to, so... Um, ver- they did, I think it was, uh, years ago, that was the whole Chuck Liddell thing, the UFC versus pride, uh, with Fenderly Silva, Chuck uh-huh. Liddell. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think they're doing any cross promotion, um, which would be awesome if they did, but I, I don't know if or two organizations that big could ever get together. 
So, you, but you're, I think all that was to say, do you think he's going to try MMA or try just bigger money grappling matches? No, I, I mean, I, I think for sure the writing's on the wall that he's going to, what? Brett Favre approach, just come <laughs> back when it's time to. Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I mean, I don't think we've seen the last of Gordon Ryan grappling. Um, and I don't think we've seen the last of him at ADC because I think that if Galval wants that match in two years, that he's going to give it to him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think he's, he's on his way to MMA, you know, that's, that's just a tough transition. I mean, it's kudos to him for going out of his comfort zone to, to do something that's really hard. I'm sure he was probably at the top tier of what somebody in jujitsu could make with, with doing jujitsu full time. Yeah. You know, I don't know what that translates in, into dollars, and I don't know if it's more in MMA, but I would suspect it is. Yeah, I would, I would say so. So anyway, that was, you know, probably way longer. Have you put any thought into what that means to you when him retire? That was a joke because of how much you, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what I thought about on my drive back from West Virginia. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I kind of, I guess, glossed over. The, I knew you had gone to a Gordon Ryan seminar, but never really like. Oh, yeah, we're bros. But at uh, the same have, time, yeah. like. You're so new at that point that, yeah. He's like, you're super advanced for a white belt doing leg locks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't say that. He stood out. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably not in a good way. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great experience. I, you know, shocker. I met a lot of new people that, that, um, you know, I've seen since and I, I think that's cool. Nogi yeah. seminar, I'm assuming, right? Nogi. Yeah. Yep. Sure was. Sure was. Speaking of West Virginia. What about it? Were you just there? I was just there in, uh, in my hometown of Huntington, West Virginia for the holidays and got to um i was so stoked because one of my buddies from junior high high school um his name's gary ansel and he's a, a new purple belt but he um he hit me up and said hey you want to train with tim and ashley um uh, professor tim dunlap and professor ashley lockwood uh of ground zero um, jujitsu in Huntington, West Virginia. And by the way, they grew up with um, Gary and I and, and went to junior high high school. I wrestled with both Tim and Ashley in junior high and uh, with Tim in high school. Who was better? Who was better at wrestling? We weren't in the same weight classes. I mean, I was. Okay. But we weren't in the same weight classes. Okay. But were, they were both really good. You were bigger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't bother the mullet. <laughs> it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's probably not a shock that back in 1987, 88, and 89, whenever I was in high school, that um, the mullet craze was in full for force. And I was part of that. <laughs> not only did I have the mullet, but I also had the dyed blonde rat tail on top of that mullet. Mm. It was a good look. Mm. Ladies loved it. 
Not really. And that's why they took the hair away. Exactly. <laughs> you, you abused it. <laughs> I did abuse it. That's, that's exactly what happened. But, uh, but it, it was really cool getting to train with them. And, um, and whenever we got there, seeing Tim and Ashley, it was great. I, and by the way, I train every time I go home, I train with, with Tim and, and them. So it was always good to see them. But, um, I thought it was really cool. The, the format that they used because it was the holidays, there wasn't really a regular scheduled scheduled class. Um, Ashley was explaining that they were going to do, uh, an informal, um, seminar style, um, training. And they had one, two, three, four that night there was four black belts on the mat and um so they they uh they each showed a move and um went through it went around helped everybody and i found so tim um tim showed this i don't even know what he called it old man guard pass i think is what he called it he said you don't even have to get up off your knees for it um, but showed a guard pass that was that's super effective that I use today whenever I was training, and it's it's an unbelievable guard pass. You whenever uh, you break the guard open, or if someone goes straight to open guard, put their feet on your hips. You reach under with your right hand under their left leg, grab their opposite pant leg, and then go to uh, the lapel, pull it in, and pass straight from there. What are you looking at me like you, that for, Phil? You just the way you describe. I I would love to know if people ever know what you're talking about. I mean, don't you think that's pretty? We need to do a game number one and just have you describe a move by just like body parts, and then we're just gonna stand there, play it, and see what people do. I bet five pairs would do five different things. That's it. I'm not I'm not explaining moves anymore. <laughs> It makes perfect sense when I'm looking at you and you're you're acting it out. The motions you're doing makes more sense, but I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I get totally lost. It's because you're not a conceptual learner. You're yeah. a visual learner, Phil, and that's that's different. Yeah, it's too funny. It is a cool guard pass, though. It was right. Yeah, it's just not the first time we've seen it. No, of course. I mean, I'm sure John's shown it half a dozen times, maybe. And Jocko showed it. At, Jocko uh, is the one that camp. stuck out to me. I don't know if John showed that one. I'm John sure shows is. that on the triangle defense. John's done that to me before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, it, that's not surprising at all. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how that's he shows he that wants. triangle that's, defense. <laughs> he does what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was great. And that's... That, like I never seen like an informal class and that seminar stuff and and um and uh and so got got several several moves from that really cool really good rollover um north south escape um a, a key choke using your own lapel from Casey Gatami um so really really cool stuff and they were so awesome it was I mean all because there was only like there's probably only. 12 or 15 people in class. Right. Mm -hmm. So we got, a, I mean, I felt like, I felt like each pair had a black belt that was there showing them stuff yeah. and correcting them the whole time, which was awesome. You know, it felt like almost a group private type setting. Yeah. Um, and so that was, it was unbelievable and, and a lot of fun. 
and um you know i got to roll with gary and i got to roll with with tim and and um and it was just it was just a lot of fun you know i was I, and and one of the things that stuck out to me and what i didn't mention before is that that gary um actually brought jujitsu to the Huntington area back in 93 after the first UFC. And I mean, I think everybody kind of thought Gary was crazy anyway. He is a little bit crazy, but, but they really thought that after he was like, I'm going to start Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And so get the, you know, he'd have these old tapes and it would be, it'd be him, Ashley, Tim and Sean Bowden. And they, they, uh, they had these old fold out mats that they would put in the yard and they would just sit there and just beat the living shit out of each other. And they used to VHS tape it and we were watching, <laughs> we were like, this is, they're like, Hey Jeff, you should do this. I'm like, no, no, that's stupid. That looks terrible. You, you know, it was 1993. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but it was really cool that, um, both Ashley and Tim after everything was done and we, that we were lined up to adjourn, you know, they, they explained and ground zero is very, um, uh, it's a, it's a great place to train and it's got, they've got a lot of students, ton of students. They've got probably, I'm going to say conservatively 2000 square feet of mat space. Hmm. So, so really big mat space and they do really well in competitions and, and everything. And, um, I just thought it was really cool that, that Ashley and Tim recognized Gary and said, guys, without this guy, none of this would have been here today. Mm. Uh, and it was, it, you know, emotionally it tugged at the heartstrings for me. It was, it was really, um, it, it really well deserved. And I'm so happy that, that Gary uh, got back into jujitsu and I was so happy to be able to train with him. Uh, just, it's a great feeling um, for great old friends. He just started back up recently. I think he started back up probably, I think it was about two years ago hmm. um, when he started back up um, at uh, Soma Jiu-Jitsu in um, Springboro or Dayton, Ohio, somewhere around there. Um, Oh, Sue so doesn't train there now. He's just visiting. <coughs> yeah, he was in for the holidays too. So oh, that's how this gotcha. whole thing came okay, together. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, Gary reached out and he was like, "Hey, man, are you going to train when you're in town for the holidays?" And I was like, "Yeah, I always train at at Tim and Ashley's place." And mm. he's like, "Great, let's do it." And and um, so yeah, that's kind of how we ended up training together. Okay, I missed that part. I assumed he had been there. No, that was the first time he'd been back training with him. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was, uh, so thanks. Thanks. Um, Gary, Tim, Ashley, it was, what a fantastic training. I really, and not only just for the technical part, but, but just for getting together, doing something that you love. And those guys are, I think he got hit. I think they both got their, um, black belts from, um, George Gurgel. I think, it was two two thousand seven. I think it was right around two thousand. I think it was right around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what. So, but they've been black belts for a long time. Mm. You know. So. 
How about you training over the holidays? Oh, you had a pretty popular open mat saw here. Yeah, it was good. It was good. The day after Christmas, we had probably 20-something people on the mat. Did you get any pictures? No. You didn't? No, we were training. Mm, interesting. We were training. We were just taking pictures like you did. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, in my book, if you don't take pictures, they weren't there. Ask Delvin. It's a good argument. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, probably should have got a picture. Hmm. We were training, though. Yeah, it was funny. I noticed you made fun of me posting up for no meme. Yeah, I mean... You- it's in the public service announcement out there, folks. If you're posting up for an open mat, it's all about put a little bit of thought and effort into it. That's all I ask. That's all about efficiency. I get the post up quick. Put a little thought and effort. Spell Pick, check. Listen, every one of us has... How many How many memes do you have on your phone, Phil? 37. 100. <laughs> 3,700 is more like it. Pick one of those memes. I'm a, I'm a TikTok guy. Not about the memes. <laughs> I've moved please on. stop memes watching TikTok and please stop sending me the one with the dog with the garbage with can it. where I was hitting it. Now that the, was hilarious. I found. I think how they get you is like the, the more like I was up to like twenty twenty five minutes of just mindlessly watching these videos last night. The longer you're on the app, the funnier they seem. Oh, like, so it's honing in on your sense of humor. Yeah, it definitely oh, yeah, is yeah. because I could see how. When people randomly send me one, like, it's not that funny. Or, like, if I just sent it to you, I'm like, all right, I could get how he doesn't think that's funny. I'm falling out of the chair. <laughs> like, I I think it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, the Will Smith ever. one was terrible. That was, you didn't think that was good? No. It. No. What did it say it was? How did it go? Ar- arm chairs are just chairs for your arms. Arm rests are just chairs for your arms. Yes, yes. The arms on the chairs are just chairs for your arms. Yes. I was laughing. You didn't think that was funny? No. It was hilarious. It was awful. Because it, it's not jujitsu related. They just sit on it. And Don't it send it to me. I'm not interested in TikTok. We'll get you there. That's you our relationship, Phil. Yeah, you got to download it. <laughs> I'm not downloading. Did you see the one where the dog jumps down the stairs? Like he, This dog runs like, um, like probably 75% of the stairs. It comes running back up, like runs down the hallway and gets a running start and just jumps up. No, I did not see that one. I'll show you. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you, though. Yeah, you'll see it. So, again, with the public service announcement, just just take a little time, write something a little bit clever, and then post your favorite meme with it. People love memes. They And guess what? If, if they love the meme, they want to like or laugh at your post, and then... If they laugh or like it at your post, then you can not true. You can pressure them in. Say, that's, hey, that's not the same. you like the meme. Yeah. Why don't you come to Open Mind? It would be great. Yeah. With you there, liker or laugher of memes. You do that. You can't notice you like the post and didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the post. I don't say that I'm in and then I show up. That's kind of my thing. That's totally backwards. Saying you're in is what builds up the people. They're like, oh, he's going, I'm going to go. Or I do a GIF for my I'm in. Mm. Where it's GIF. Okay. Thank you for that, for supporting my ideal. It's, but it's GIF. Nick and I had an argument. I don't care. Nick's always wrong. See, he is wrong most of the time. You're right. Yeah, I think GIF too. But it, he made a good point. Is it a GIF or a gift? Why is that the point? GIF. 
G-I-F. That's the first three letters. Yeah. That's, I don't care about that one bit. Now, see, your argument's kind of fallen by the wayside. That's now. how I read it and say it in my head. It's a GIF. All right, I'm not going to win that one. Um, no, you're not, because I've read it in my head that way for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. It's like peanut butter. <laughs> that's J-I-F. Mm-hmm. GIF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not G-I-F, GIF. They're both GIF. <laughs> <laughs> It's like deer and deer. It's not like that at all. Yeah, it is. Wow. Okay. Let's move on from the grammar lesson. That's not our strong suit, I don't mm. think. I don't think. No argument. Uh, so the reason I want to bring this up, and, and it's uh, just because it's on my mind, and that's that, and we we do it every few months anyway, but dealing with different types of injuries, right? Lately, it's been all the time for us, yeah. 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 So give your laundry list, Phil. Right now, it's my like knee, hamstring, super tight. Um, Couldn't bend my knee last night. Like when I went, to, I was fine training the whole time. And I like went to stand up and I couldn't walk right. Mm-hmm. That's never happened before. Night before, I got a cramp really bad in my hamstring. Probably because I was eating very clean over Christmas. Um, um, ice cream cakes, ladies and gentlemen. That's not, it's not clean. Candy. He still had <laughs> ice cream cake on his face today when we corner. went to Joey's it wrestling was the corner. match. Yeah, we, you know what are you gonna I do? Mean, just at least wash that shame off your face after you're done. I did it after training, <laughs> and I showered, and then I later on I ate dinner and had a dessert. Dessert, mostly dessert, very small dinner and save room. So you know, got the uh, really bad cramp the night before. Um, at the big open mat that you missed. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the bad thing right now. Yeah. But you've been struggling with a couple ones that don't seem to want to go away. Yeah, yeah, no, I have. And and, and I still am. And uh, we're now learning and trying to be supple leopards. Mm. For everyone out there, we've got the, got a, the book, How to Be a Supple Leopard. Becoming a Supple Leopard. Becoming a Supple yeah, Leopard, yeah, thank yeah. you. It's got a lot of pictures right up my alley. Right, yeah, totally great. Reading is not, it's not it for me. It like takes the forever. picture books, yeah. And pictures are way better. Yep, I'm right there with you, Phil. They should put them almost, if they could do like in a GIF, like a moving picture <laughs> with the words that tell me. In the yeah, book, I think yeah, that would make the books uh, markedly more expensive. We'll have to look into it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, the latest thing for me is... Uh, pinch nerve in my um, c-spine that's causing um, numbness on my thumb and forefinger and excruciating pain if i'm in someone's side control and they have my head turned to one direction to where it shoots down my arm and and all that stuff so um you know uh going to you know dr blake my chiropractor and and um JT Roach, one of my friends, Dr. Roach, he was down in West Virginia. He was adjusting me over the holidays and also um, going to Matt Crandall for dry needling and, and um, to try to get some physical therapy for it. And I'm doing it, you know, but it's just super slow. It's been, it's been what, like a month now or at least. Yeah. And you had your knee before that. Knee before that. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Medial 
It, but what did I take off? Four days for that? Four, four or five days for that knee? It oh, wasn't. You, you, you took a while. Uh, I think it was two separate stints. Yeah. That I think you took off. And one of those was like a work trip, though. So. Yeah, that's right. That kind You're of, right. That, that kind of lined up. Yeah. So it went, probably went went good. Um, yeah. And I get that similar thing off that shitty posture situation with the neck that my, like, either upper spine, lower neck, whatever you want to call it. Like, if I look to the side, sometimes it's like I can feel it for sure. But I don't, you seem to have it specific on one side and mm-hmm. way worse than I have. Oh yeah, for sure. And I just, you know, it just reminds you, you gotta, you gotta take care of your body. You gotta do the things right. I've got to correct my, my posture. I mean, it's hard. Obviously we're always with the shoulders forward, you know, elbows in that sort of thing. Uh, you know, kind of neck hunched kind of way whenever you're in that open garden and that's fine, but I just need to correct it whenever I'm not doing jujitsu is whenever that correction comes in. And honestly it hasn't, um, I've trained differently. Obviously, I've been trying not to get in those uh, bad positions, which I would normally try to get into, I've, mm-hmm. you know, with with Ryan's class, you know, and, and rightfully so, you know, you, um, he usually demonstrates on me and we were doing some stuff and I asked him, hey, would you mind using someone else he used you, uh, which gave me great enjoyment. Um, but, but, you know, I think you have to you have to remember that it's your body and, and he, you know, it was, it was great. And I was glad that Ryan pointed it out and it, and that he said, Hey, you know, that's the right thing to do is whenever you're not a hundred percent and you have issues, you've got to, you got to work within your own parameters. Um, which I, I thought was really cool and, and letting me off the hook that way. But, but also kind of points to the newer people to say, Hey, if you, if you got an injury, let, let people know. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'll do whenever I'm rolling. I'm like, Hey, I've got a pinch nerve. If you get me in a certain position on side control, I'm probably going to tap because it sends a shooting pain down my arm and, and sends numbness to my hand, you know? And, and they're like, are you sure you're all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. But I'm just telling you, I don't want you to freak out whenever I tap or say tap or anything like that and let you know why it is, um, yeah. you know? And, and I'm sure in some way this is going to benefit me and my jujitsu, uh, you know, if this goes on long term, if it goes on for more than the month that it has or, or anything, but, but, you know, I'm still training through it and trying to get my body right. And just trying to do all those things that, that you're supposed to do whenever you, you have an injury and still, still train to the best of your ability, you know, whatever that is. Whatever. I was talking about that. I don't know if it was yesterday or this morning, but it's like I'm I'm always sore no matter what. Like if I take that day off, like because it's too bad, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's okay. But like if I take like two days off, I don't really notice any difference, you know, like two mm-hmm. or three days off. It's not like I feel like a million dollars or anything. Like I'm still sore anyway. Yeah. Well, that's because you're eating ice cream cake, Phil. No, I mean usual times. Mm-hmm. But like two or three days doesn't do anything. So you might as well just train every day. Yeah. Maybe this. lighten up or whatever. I, we're really not great people to talk to about this. Mm-hmm. Lighten up. Yeah. I also had that conversation with Charlie. I don't have a choice. No, I know. I know, Phil. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. If I was. Yeah, that was that was kind of my argument. I do get his point And it does work sometimes. Like if I do just. 
like I'm not good enough to like flow at any point with an open guard. Like that's got to be, you know, all hands on deck because it's real bad. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no he's passing, uh, he's passing. There's, there's no, uh, there's no like oh yeah whatever whoop, yeah. Whoop. But when I get to side control or whatever, I can you know just hang out and I noticed that you know it's the same thing that I told Mark. It's he's injured his knee bad and can't use it so he's just laying on his back and trying to survive you know in a grappling sense it's really hard to submit somebody who's not ever trying to get out or do anything and they're only trying to get back to the safe elbows in chin tucks hands protecting the neck posture that's the most tiring role every time Mm -hmm. and i'm telling him that i was like it's annoying Mm because i feel like i should be submitting you yeah man he's one to learn from as far as training when injured i mean he's had that knee injury he's had a bunch of stuff and he's still in there all the time yeah and and that you know that does happen where i'll get to that point and i can i can relax and the other person's working way harder um but i just you know i don't have the skills to do that in like an open guard sense and that's usually when i'm trying hardest either in the open guard or passing Mm -hmm. typically passing right right but that's that's definitely one way to 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 relax but anyway yeah i mean that like i iced this morning but i don't think that really helped anything for what i have going on anyway but um do an epsom salt bath tonight yeah i'm going to do that that yeah the sauna thing i've been playing with mm-hmm. um and then the salt ice baths no you're not even doing those. I don't know why you're not doing it. It's been a month. <laughs> hey, you may be right. Maybe you're right. I've got it. I'm just getting the hot tub right now. It hasn't been on for a while, so Yeah. Might be cold enough. Um Yeah, no, so yeah, I guess, you know, moral is just train as much as you can. If you can't train, maybe just show up for classes, watch, take notes, do things that you know, whatever you can to be close or show up to the kids class help with that if you can't mm-hmm. really train you know yeah I feel like those are just terrible train every day. Yeah. yeah just just figure it out just get off the side even when my like side was hurting what was I doing I think you pop your rib no no not that it, it, like the lower because of yeah okay so we were training um like a stack pass sort of with the leg trying to get on the shoulder mm-hmm. and we started positionally and i was trying to lift his leg up to my shoulder because we started with it like in my elbow mm-hmm. you know not in the right place um i shouldn't ever be doing that and that me trying to lift hurt the muscle like my hip is here what is this? I know. What is this muscle? Psoas. Like right above the hip? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Psoas. So that that was like super sore. So that just limited like bridging and shrimping hard on one side for a day. Um, yeah. Just, you know, it's going to go away. It's like this knee and hamstring thing. Like if I just kind of train shitty tomorrow and just lay on a side and I can't like use my knee very much whatever and you know it'll be better by like tuesday is your is it your top shield if you're doing half guard or bottom top yeah top oh, okay it's the, yeah they just they just okay. go like this yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all gonna change not when much we of do a that shield. tom to blast uh, dvd phil got me the 
they've kind of got him too. That was we, for you, man. Yeah, well, no, well, I was only me. thinking of you when I got for, that for, for Christmas. The Tom DeBlast DVD, um, DVD downloadable content from BJJ Fanatics. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I like it a lot. Tom DeBlast is awesome. Um, and uh, so we'll be we'll be reporting on that. You know, we're trying to for the goals for the New Year's is we're trying to get better at digesting those uh, instructionals and. We're just going to try a few things out and go in a little early on the open mat stuff and and just try a little bit of that stuff out and, you know, kind of go from there. So we'll report back on that whenever we, whenever our half guard's unpassable and we get everyone's back from it. Yep. Yeah. Any day. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Philly, with that said, uh, tell the folks out there how to support us if they wish to do so bjj campaign podcast.com there's a store and there's sweet deals in the store there's yeah. a kitchen sink which has everything yeah there's a super comfortable rash guard comfortable oh, sweatshirts t-shirts there's patches there's private hangout times with jeff we have a youtube page instagram <laughs> Uh, Facebook there's a group there's memes in it GIFs videos which are just GIFs with sound Um, (laughs) so anyway join those and uh, yeah also you know if you're listening to this podcast other than if you're Karen Keegan then you probably do jujitsu or you're doing jujitsu on the sly and if you like the podcast, you probably have friends who do jujitsu. So send them. If you go on your little Apple um, podcast app, there's three little dots up in the corner. If you just click on those dots, it'll say share. You can just send that in a in a text message to them or an email or however you wish to send it to them. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we'd like to grow the podcast and we need your help to do so. Um, Anything else, Philly? That's it for this year. That is it for this year, my friend. And uh, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh, Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. roll.